Hey guys, welcome to episode two of Unfiltered. Today, I'm bringing my good friend Cole Bickerstaff onto the podcast. Um, Cole's been my friend uh, for pretty much all of high school, and he will be attending Tisch at NYU studying drama, um, which is super cool. Uh, we talked about a lot of really cool things, uh, such as veganism, New York, um, and the importance of speaking up as a young adult. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast. My book of the week is uh, All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Dower which if you really like history, you'd really like this book. It's told from the perspective of a young French girl and a young German boy. Um, And and it's a really good read. So I highly recommend to anyone who either likes history or just wants to uh, get a good read in. Um, One thing I'm excited for is that I'm flying up to Boston tomorrow. And I feel like time is just moving so slowly, but also so quickly at the same time. It's so weird. Um, So yeah, this is my last day in Atlanta and it's crazy. I'm just saying goodbye to... Uh, a few more friends, and uh, getting some packing done, um, which I guess segues into the weekly update. I've been on Zoom pretty much 24-7, uh, doing a bunch of entryway meetings and meeting my proctors, my advisors, um, talking to my suite mate, and I am doing this pre-orientation program, um, so we have meetings on Zoom, so pretty much every day has just been like, Zoom, get up, Zoom, I go get some food, I'm back on Zoom. Um, and then, you know, Zoom until I go to bed, which honestly, I think will be kind of, it's kind of representative of how my first semester of college will be like. But yeah, that's been super exciting, just getting getting ready for college. Um, and yeah, so next time I do a podcast, I will actually be in my dorm. Um, so that will be a solo podcast. And I'm excited to see what my weekly update will be then. Um, but thank you so much for continuing to listen and support. And I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. Hey guys, I'm sitting next to Cole Bickerstaff. And I'm sitting next to Emily <laughs> song. Uh, okay, so um Cole has been my friend for pretty much all of high school, but I wouldn't say we got close until like end of junior year, beginning of senior year. Mm-hmm. Would you say the same? Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm I'm really excited to have him on on the podcast. And I'm excited to be here. <laughs> um, that kind of segues into the first topic I wanted to talk about, um, which is the importance of support networks within uh, an environment that you're in, whether it be academic or social. Um, because Cole was actually someone that I had throughout senior year, and he helped me a lot when things got pretty stressful. I don't know if you want to. Oh. So I think what she's talking about is like in gymnastics when you need a support <laughs> beam. Um, because it's you don't want to injure yourself when you're doing lots of tricks and such. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It's a metaphor. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. What should I say? Yeah. No, I think support groups in general are really good because I feel like some people have a tendency, um, especially when it comes to like academic work, when you're so stressed, just to kind of isolate mm-hmm. yourself um, because you feel like maybe other people can't relate or you feel like you don't want to be like a burden to others. But I feel like it's always good to be able to at least have one person in your life that you can be mm-hmm. entirely open with and like fill them in on your struggles. And- yeah. And like the thing I love about Cole is he was such a like humorous relief in yeah. school. Like, I mean, everyone listening to this who also went to North Atlanta knew Cole would know this all too well. But um, I mean, we'd be in class and he'd just be like, he'd just be so funny. And like, I don't know. I A lot of times I'd be in class and I'd just be like super stressed out or super anxious. And then Cole would be there and he'd be so, I don't know, he'd like completely change my mood. And I think everyone, honestly, like even the teachers just really appreciated um, 
his humor. Oh, I appreciate that. I feel like humor is like one of the best ways to cope with like whatever is going on in life. Yeah. Because it's like, why not just, you know. Make a laugh. joke of it. Yeah, make a joke. Make a joke about your life and then laugh. Um, yeah. And then we would always like, I like have so many distinct memories of us throughout senior year, like going out into the hallway and just having like therapy sessions. Oh, yeah. Because Cole is the best person to talk to. And I think you should always have a person like that in your life. Like someone that you can just talk to and like feel comfortable with no i agree okay. <laughs> um and then i don't know if this is like exposing us or anything but do you want to talk about yeah of course <laughs> so in senior year you know throughout my entire life i was like perfect attendance lol you know living life as you should however senior year arrived and everyone i think just generally got in that mood of like why are we still here? exactly why are we still here right so i just got to the degree where i was like you know what i am gonna leave and I would leave. So there were a few times, a few occasions, in which we would leave the class of TOK, Theory of Knowledge, yeah, in order to attend Whole Foods. Ms. Hire's but- listening to this, like... <laughs> <laughs> but here's the justification for it. TOK is like a... Like, after first semester, it's not like a real class. Because, right. you know, if you're in the IB program, then you would know this. If you're not, um, t- Theory of Knowledge is like the class that you take. Uh, that's quite literally just the Theory of Knowledge. Like, you know, exploring knowledge, what it is and everything, right? Um, senior year, first semester, you write an essay... Uh, regarding it but then second semester you literally have no course material so it's not like you know the teacher's lacking or students are slacking it's Mm -hmm. it's just there's literally nothing to do so it's like why bother staying and it was our lunch period so we had an extended amount of time so that gave us like two hours (laughs) we were like might as well so we would roll it to the whole foods and get hummus and carrots at least on my end cole and and i literally would okay this is i'm exposing us so hard we would walk into class tell our teacher that we were going to like chemistry Chemistry, or something to like cole isn't even in chemistry (laughs) We would tell her that we're, like, going to do a project or something. And she'd be like, okay, yeah. And she'd write us a pass. We would run oh, to Whole Foods. We are. Long story short, we are fugitives. Um, but, North Atlanta does have a warrant for us. Okay, yes. But in, in our defense, I did come. Well, I don't know if Cole came back. I did come back because I had math no, next period. You. Well, I would come back. But what I say, it's a question. Because <laughs> I would have to come back. Cause it was always, being it was always a question of whether or not Cole should leave. Well, because my thing is, my fourth period was <laughs> theater. Now, I doubt Miss Quinones is Don't this. say your name. Oh, who cares? Oh, anyway. <laughs> I don't know um, what that, guys. Anyway. But long story short, um, I also love her. I love her with my whole heart and being. But um, I was in an IB theater class, but I was with IB film students that were juniors. So, mm. my like, they'd all be doing their stuff. And I, like, most of the time just had nothing to do. It was, like, mm-hmm. doing work for other classes. So, I was like, you know what? I might as well leave again. So. I, I want to tell this one story, like, real quick, just to expose him. Um. <laughs> One time we had a substitute teacher in TOK (laughs) and Cole walked into class and signed the roster and left. And usually that works. But then the the substitute teacher was calling out each name and she was like, Benjamin Bickerstaff. And there was silence. (laughs) And I texted Cole and I was like, I literally remember that. If I remember that properly, I was like literally already in the parking (laughs) deck and you're like, here in trouble. I was like, I beg your pardon. I'd been like, I was in the bathroom. Oh, (laughs) I didn't even think I came back, did I? You didn't come back. You come huh. back from the bathroom with your backpack and like your keys and stuff. Yeah, I was having an emergency. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that was, I mean, honestly, like the highlight of my senior year. Not gonna lie, and so, I, I think Cole is like really good at this. Stupid. But oh. yeah, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Cole's really good at this. But something that I always try to achieve is like balance between work and play, balance between school and social and my social life. Um, in the beginning of senior year, I feel like that was kind of hard for me, but I think like as the workload eased up and things got a little bit better, I, I was able to achieve that balance a bit more. I think Cole is actually really good at that. If you want to speak on it. I think it's a facade, love. 
Really? Okay, well, I think I do, but then sometimes I question it. Like, all throughout high school, like, I definitely did. Obviously, I was really focused on school and, like, did well in school. Mm-hmm. But I was out, like, every single night. Yeah. Not school nights, but, like, on yeah, the weekends, yeah. whatever. Like, it, like, school never really impeded what I wanted to do. But I, I feel like I it's hard for me to say no sometimes so like somebody mm. like oh like, do you want to hang out and even if I did have a lot to do I'd be like yeah like of course like, mm, let's do something so like I don't know but I mean I always got it done I was always able to like yeah. whether I had to stay up really late like whatever it was um I mean I still enjoyed my time in high school I wouldn't trade it for anything you mm-hmm. know regardless of whether I was stressed because of what not like hanging out with friends whatever but mm-hmm. I do agree that it's important to find a balance even if w- what my life in high school was like wasn't a balance I think it's important to be able to not let school hinder your ability to have fun with your friends because yeah, like exactly. after high school you know you're all going to college like yes you'll be able to see each other like in the future but it's not going to be the same so I feel like you should enjoy your time with them while you have it mm-hmm. before it's ripped away from you no literally I'm leaving tomorrow and Cole is leaving when Saturday Monday Monday so yeah crazy yeah I uh, but yeah I totally agree I think that that's super important there are so many things that I regret about my senior year and one of them was I wish I had gone out more just go back and <laughs> i feel like people aren't problem solvers anymore so it's like if you're like if you yeah. regret something you did in the past just go back and change it that's that's really smart cole yeah thank um, you okay the I was next diagnosed with being smart <laughs> when i was five so <clears throat> okay i don't know what just happened there. i feel like i'm sniffling and like probably no. like a lot too i bet they just listen to that. oh <laughs> cole i, pe- I told I cole not to curse I'm, it's fine i'm doing my best one flip up one and only yeah yeah yeah. okay i'll give you like three strikes before i end the podcast no no, there's not gonna be any strikes that that was the one (laughs) final my apologies y'all okay this is another story that reminds me one time we had a sub who was like no cursing and cole i don't remember what he said but he said it so loud and the sub just like (laughs) stared at him and it was so funny i was like my apologies (laughs) i was like i did not mean to but Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Next topic is environmentalism because Cole is a huge, plays a huge role in this. Um. So mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to talk about your experiences. Elaborate. <laughs> like the high stakes campaign and okay. all that stuff. Yeah. Well. Um. This kind of ties into one of the later topics that I'm not going to necessarily reveal. However. Um. I think environmentalism is a huge part of my life. Uh. Just because, like, personally, I recognize the threat of climate change and I want to be able to live in a world where I don't feel like my future my my potential for future success or my potential for like enjoying life in the future whatever is hindered by the potential that you know the world isn't going to be um around for much longer or um is not going to be as like good quality or whatever the case so I try to do everything in my power uh, as a personal individual to try and limit that change mm-hmm. um a lot of people can recognize that uh, a huge uh contributor to this issue is like large corporations and such but in my mind, I'm like, yes, we can still be actively trying to uh, get those corporations to change their minds. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I feel like I can just do personal things to limit that contribution. Um, for example, being vegan, which I guess we can get into later. Mm-hmm. And by no means am I forcing veganism onto anybody. Live your life. However, um, that's just something that I can do personally or like trying to limit my plastic use or such. So um, in junior year of high school, um, a fellow classmate of mine one day, like I think in like it was either late uh, first semester or early second semester, um, called me. And at first I thought she was just going to be calling me about like, I don't know, like biology homework, something mundane like that. But so she calls me and she's like, hey, like I've been trying to find your number everywhere. I was like, hello. <laughs> and she was like, um, so there's this uh, app and I'm pretty sure it's used throughout the US, but it's called Nextdoor. And it's like a neighborhood app where people within the same neighborhood or within oh, the yeah, same I've city heard of that. Yeah, can like uh, use the website to like connect with other people or like post things like, oh, I, like I'm selling this or like I lost my dog, whatever, and try and get help from other people. 
And so um, a girl in the general neighborhood had posted something saying that she was trying to start this campaign and had been for a few years, which at the time didn't have a name. But the purpose of the campaign was to remove processed beef from the lunch lines just because mm-hmm. of its adverse health effects. And it's also very costly when alternatives wouldn't be as costly. Um, and also it has a huge impact on the environment. Like out of all meats, um, uh, beef and raising beef has like the hugest impact on the environment. So Danielle's mother had seen this on next door. Mm-hmm. Oh, not a just said her name. It's fine. Well, who cares? Um, so my classmate had seen this on next door and reached out to me and was like, is this something that you would want to be a part of? Cause she knew that I had a huge interest in being an environmentalist. And I was like, yes, of course. So that's how it began junior year. And then uh, that just developed and snowballed into just this huge campaign um, that involved, like ended up involving every single school within our school system. Um, and then that's when we came up with the name high stakes campaign. Um, and we had the opportunity to meet with um, our school district. Uh, um, what's the word superintendent, superintendent. assistant superintendent um and just like board of nutrition like everybody um so we went to consistent meetings we were always advocating for our causes we were doing all we were always doing research and always just advocating for the cause in general um and unfortunately we're still in the midst of trying to get through that process um you guys are really close though right i remember we were but then they announced a superintendent change oh, which kind of messed us up a little yeah. bit um so uh but oh, we've right. had since obviously you know with corona everyone everything shifted to do online so when they were what would have been in-person chances to ask questions and meet the new superintendent shifted to online. So we did attend those and we were able to ask her like how much she supports student initiatives, which she said she does support, which is good. Um, So I'm hoping that she gives us the same level of support as our past superintendent did, but they won't know. And since I'm going to be in college, I won't know how it's going to progress. No, Cole is like a environmental celebrity at my school. I wouldn't say that. (laughs) No, but you, that's really admirable. Um, I totally agree. I think that there are so many little little things that we can do, even though like we might not have the power to stop these huge corporations. Like it's good to spread awareness and start, start small. I agree. Um, And then there was also at my school, we had like this, it was like a climate change walkout, um, but it kind of ended poorly. Yeah, just a little (laughs) bit. So one, um, so this was in, fall i want to say it was either september october Mm -hmm. um there was like a global thing um especially obviously in europe because there seems to be a lot more care for climate change in europe than there is in america but um there were a lot of like uh protests like uh leaving school kind of protests to advocate for uh uh action against climate change um obviously like greta thunberg she led a lot of those in europe so maybe if you've heard of her you might have heard of it so there were a bunch of um like days in europe that were designated to walkouts so we wanted to try and like show our support for that uh, mm-hmm. through the high stakes movement um, on the same day, like within America. So we were like, well, let's try and do that. So we had organized a whole climate change at North Atlanta and we had had, or uh, North Atlanta in the past had had walkouts. Like we had a gun violence walkout, like just a few years beforehand. Um, and so the school's very weary when it comes to stuff like that, because they don't want people doing it for the wrong reasons or coming out just to like skip class or whatever the case. So um as we were coordinating with the superintendent, she made it very clear that we needed to be very structured about it. And this is something we were trying to do throughout APS, so not just North Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, so we uh, were making forms that people would have to use in order to go. Um, and we were, we were just trying to make every layer of security that we could to ensure that the only people out there were people who genuinely wanted to be out there and weren't going to cause a problem. Um, but there was a miscommunication between the teachers and uh, the upper staff at APS, um, like the superintendent and such. And so the teachers thought it was something for everybody. So a lot of people, a lot of teachers just released all of their students onto the field, regardless of whether or not they had actually signed up to go. Um, So then, you know, we had a bunch of people out there who didn't genuinely want to be out there. And then that caused a few issues where people were just getting 
rowdy, so to speak. <laughs> and rowdy. We're at, and weren't listening to the people trying to give speeches. Yeah. So it was it was a mess. Yeah, just a little bit. It started out good, and it, everyone had it, good No, y'all did an amazing job. Everyone who like spoke and stuff mm-hmm. and organized it, it was great. It, there was just a problem with people who were there that shouldn't have been there because they yeah. didn't they didn't necessarily agree with what was being said. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the end, there was like a, there was a pretty fairly like a good sized group of people that were in the front yeah. that were genuinely trying to listen, like mm-hmm. actively trying to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, so Which I'm glad that there were people like that. Yeah, they could take something from it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but definitely, definitely good that you guys led that. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then I guess that leads to like the importance of speaking up as young adults. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I feel like, I mean, this is in recent years, it's gotten definitely like more attention has been brought to it. But I mean, we're sorry, you just got distracted. <laughs> um, I guess my sister rearranging her. Room. Okay, no, but gotcha. I guess it's louder than that. Um, so yeah, I feel like there's so much that we can be doing, like in our communities and such and stuff. I don't know what just happened with my voice. There's so much that we can be doing, uh, like in our communities, to spread awareness of certain things and like using social media and stuff. Um, I feel like yeah, like people shouldn't est- underestimate the power that we have as young adults to speak up. I agree. I feel like it's really important when you're. I mean, we're still young adults. We'll be young adults for a, a good bit of our lives, mm-hmm. or at least a few years into the future, mm-hmm. in my opinion. But I feel like starting at, like, you know, like a high school age, I think it's really good to be able to advocate for yourself, whether that's yeah. um, trying to talk to a teacher about maybe something you're struggling mm-hmm. with um, when it comes to the schoolwork. Just being a self-advocate mm-hmm. um, as opposed to, like, yeah. not saying anything because I feel exactly. like there's no harm. Like, I know, that, like, a lot of people might suffer from anxiety or, like, uh, have troubles with, like, advocating for themselves, but I feel like it's a skill that's at least worth trying to mm-hmm. obtain because there's no harm in trying to you know promote yeah yourself I mean I used to be really bad about that I was I was always such a shy kid I feel like now I'm still a little bit shy but definitely not as bad as it used to be and I used to just not I don't know I used to I never used to speak up for like what I wanted and one thing I'm trying to become is like a little bit more assertive um and like advocating for yourself obviously not in like a selfish way but just in a way that you know make sure that you're not being screwed over <laughs> yeah there's a difference between being selfish and then just, yeah and yeah, then, yeah and then you know promoting being your own yeah yeah there in you a go. good way um so yeah speak up period <laughs> okay the next thing i want to talk about is nutrition right um so i would say that my not journey with nutrition well journey with nutrition for lack of a better phrase i guess um really began late my freshman year of high school um, cause like growing up, I, it's not really something I cared about. You know, you just live life, eat what you want. Don't really care about it. Um, but then, uh, in my freshman year of high school, my mother got diagnosed with cancer. Sorry, I make a joke out of everything, but I do. Um, but so in that journey, in her journey of trying to heal and trying to get better and eliminate that cancer, um, she explored veganism because veganism is, um, creates an alkaline environment, um, in your body and cancer survives in like an acidic environment. And so lots of foods like meat and dairy products, like those are very acidic. So it makes your body acidic. So when you're eating just like fruits, vegetables, and other plant-based products, um, it creates an alkaline environment in your body and has been known to reverse, has been known to reverse cancer. So, um, she started exploring veganism herself. And although at the time I didn't do the same, I would go grocery shopping with her. So seeing her select these certain foods and we, uh, that's when we really began shopping at Whole Foods. Um, like buying all these organic foods and buying all these like plant-based foods. It really just altered my perception of food and like how food affects your body. So that's when I really just began um, trying to eat more organic and trying to eat more healthy and clean. And so that's when I think I cut out like fast food and Mm -hmm. other junk food, like chips and such and stopped drinking soda. Um, And then throughout that same process, I ended up cutting out red meat 
Um, and that, and then, so at that time I was just eating like obviously all plant-based, um, I would still eat grains and stuff like that, but not extremely processed grains. So like I would have some cereal, maybe like some bread for like toast or whatever the case. Um, and then I would eat dairy, things like yogurt and have milk. Um, and then also like chicken and that's pretty much where it stops. And then sophomore year after my mother's passing, um, I had already known a lot about veganism just because of her experience with it. Um, but that time in my life, I was really into watching food videos. Like they were all over Instagram, all over mm -hmm. YouTube. I was just obsessed with them for no reason whatsoever. But um, so as I started watching all these food videos, I started get re getting recommended like a lot of vegan food videos. And I was like, okay, like these are interesting. So I just watch them. And so like, that's where I really developed a knowledge on like how to cook when you're vegan and like incorporate that into mm -hmm. your diet and like still enjoy life and still enjoy food. And then about around like the time of Lent sophomore year, I was like, you know what, like, why not? I was like, it's a good excuse. Like, I'm looking for something to do. And I never really been one to, like, give up things for Lent, but I knew a bunch of other people were. So I was like, I might as well. So I was like, okay, I'll just go vegan for Lent. And then by Easter, I'll see how I'm feeling. And if I want to stick with it, I'll stick with it. Um, and so after going vegan, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever done. <laughs> um, and I can't speak on anyone else's behalf, but personally, it just made me feel so, so much better about what I was eating and, mm -hmm. and how it made me feel. And I just, I don't know. I, I was really glad with how it, mm -hmm. how life was. Yeah. during that time so I was like you know I'm gonna stick with it and it's been about two years since and I'm thriving yay that's so yeah. awesome um I similar to you like I grew up I did not care what I ate I was never fat but like I just didn't care what I ate and I also like never worked out so I, I just yeah. had like a super sedentary lifestyle which looking back is like so I don't know oh it like makes me yeah. I mean, kind we of young, we yeah yeah we were young so it's fine but um, my sophomore year, I joined the cross country team and that's when I really started regularly working out. And like, I truly believe that like working out and eating healthy, like go together. Like for 100%. me, if I'm not eating well, I don't want to work out. Exactly. And then like, if I'm working out, I want to eat well. So it's like, I need both. Um, so yeah, so I started regularly working out. And so then I started like doing a bit more research on clean eating and I started, you know, I stopped drinking soda. I stopped eating fast food, like all that stuff. Um, but only recently have I actually started experimenting with pescatarianism. Okay. And it's actually been, I've like, haven't missed meat. Like, I don't yeah. know. And then like, like dairy kind of makes my stomach hurt. So I try to stay away from that. Um, I still eat eggs and stuff, but I don't, I don't drink milk. Mm. Um, and I don't like, I try not to eat cheese and stuff. So I don't know. Definitely. I don't know if, I would like become vegetarian or vegan, but I definitely appreciate those who are, you know, taking that extra step for themselves and for the environment. Um, I don't know if you have any like misconceptions of veganism that you want to talk about. I was going to piggyback off what you said. Oh, okay. I think, I think that food and nutrition is a journey for everybody. Yeah. So although maybe that's not right for you and your diet, I feel like if you find something that suits you, you feel like you're eating healthy and whatever that means for you, I feel like that's good. So with you, if it means pescatarian and like avoiding dairy, then that's perfect. I say mm -hmm. live your life and do what makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. But that's another thing. A lot of people can't consume dairy. That's like, like it's, I'm pretty sure it's an abnormality if you can properly consume yeah. dairy because it's just not something yeah, that humans like are mutation. supposed to do. But just want to throw that out there but there are a lot of misconceptions about veganism um a lot of people huh, where do i start um <laughs> a lot of people think it's like a classist concept that um if you're vegan like you have to have money like it's an expensive mm, lifestyle this that the third um but when you look at not to be that person who pulls up statistics but no like, do it <laughs> like right at about 50 51 percent of people who are vegan make less than thirty thousand dollars a year which is like defined as like lower class um got me there um defined as lower class um and that's because when you walk into a supermarket like your cheapest items are going to be 
like your grains, like beans, rice, whatever, yeah. um, like pasta and all vegan, of course. And then like fruits and vegetables uh, are typically a lot cheaper than like things like your meat. Yeah, meat like, is expensive. Exactly. Like growing up, like, well, not growing up, but like, yes, you can go get like a burger at McDonald's for like a dollar, but like high quality meat that's genuinely like not as bad as like something like fast food is mm-hmm. it's going to be expensive. Like meat is usually seen as like a class thing. Like you, mm-hmm. if you're like really rich, like you can go out and get like this really nice steak or whatever. And so to right. me, like it's the exact opposite. But so that's a misconception that yeah. A lot of and like hold. I will say, if you go out to eat, like oftentimes like healthy restaurants are on the expensive side. But if you're buying your groceries and cooking <laughs> food for yourself at home, it should turn out to be cheaper because yeah. meat is actually really expensive. Which mm-hmm. is something I noticed um, when I stopped eating meat. Like I don't know, I would not buy meat or like if I went out to eat, like I wouldn't get a meat option yeah, and it usually turned cheaper. out to be cheaper so. yeah because usually well that's with restaurants at least like if, let's say you're getting a salad usually like adding chicken is like an additional five dollars right right case. so there's that and then you reminded me of something that i've since of course forgotten, forgotten. Ugh. um <laughs> well moving on um so that's one misconception about veganism oh no i don't remember oh well well maybe it'll come back to you <laughs> maybe we'll um, just talk about something else I'm like oh by the way um <laughs> uh, a lot of people also think that you can't you can't properly be vegan and like be obtaining the same amount of nutrients that you would need or like would obtain mm, in another mm-hmm. diet or like you can't be healthy, but that's almost the exact opposite. Like, like I said, and again, I can't speak for anybody else's experience, but I like in my transition from eating meat and like whatever to becoming vegan, I just had an immense amount of energy, like an immense more. Nope. English and grammar. I've been out of school for a long time. <laughs> I just had a lot more energy I than I did when I was laugh. eating meat. No, it wasn't. Um, Cause I don't know, like to me, like when I was eating like unhealthy foods or like I was eating like meats, it's just, it really, it really just made me feel sluggy and I always felt yeah. like bloated or whatever the case. But then with veganism, I just felt so much more energy and I was able to do more things when it came to like working out or whatever the case. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just a personal experience. And then there's also been studies into it. Um, It's just, I don't know. It's a, it's really good for like, if you need more energy, like person with the highest record for like weightlifting is vegan. Oh, nice. that's another thing. People have a misconception that like you can't like gain muscle. Be strong. Veganism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like you can't get protein. That's another huge thing. It's like. Mm. Okay. <laughs> There's protein in literally everything. Like, uh, let's say, like, an apple, for example. That's going to have, like, one gram of po- protein. And by itself, it's not really much. But, like, in a day's worth of eating a vegan diet, like, you're going to get enough, if not mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Um, and then you have other things like beans, which are high in protein. Or, like, maybe meat substitutes like tofu or, like, impossible burger or whatever else mm-hmm. is out there now. Oh. Yeah. I remember what I was going to say. Oh, good. I would say, if you're someone who's really into eating, like, all those alternatives, like, vegan ice cream, vegan, like, meats and all that stuff, that's when I say it can get expensive. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a person yeah. who doesn't really indulge into that like, yeah so, i've okay so, cheap, so i mean i've had i've tried satan i think it's pronounced satan 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 what is this ice it's like no it's a um, meat substitute it's made oh, of wheat gluten it. it's spelled s-e-i-t-a-n satan and i've also had tempeh and i don't like either of them very oh, much I, know okay. I don't know i tried them and i was like a little gross sorry if you like it but um <laughs> i tried them and i was like this is i don't know for me personally i I prefer did you like cook it yourself or did you get it? No, somewhere? I bought it somewhere. I prefer like veggie alternatives mm-hmm. than like meat mm-hmm. alternative. Does that make sense? I like I'd rather saying. have like a black bean burger than like an impossible burger. I don't know. I, I know just what you're saying. that's like that's for me. Yeah. Um yeah. has their own different taste, but yeah. that's when I would say that's when I would say it does get expensive. Yeah, it does but get expensive you if you get easily those. live in that lifestyle. Like I'm literally an example of that. I don't eat like I don't, I try not to eat processed food, so I don't eat like the vegan, mm-hmm. uh, like ice cream, whatever. Only mm-hmm. thing alternative that I use is like vegan almond milk. Well, almond milk in general, mm-hmm. and that's like usually the same price as regular milk. Mm-hmm. So also a note on almond milk, people will always be like, 
you need to drink milk to get calcium. And I'm like, almond milk has more calcium no, than cow's milk. But also not only that, but every single leafy green also has calcium. Yeah. So like, like, we're fine. Also, let me just throw this out there. Corporate doctor's offices are literally obviously funded by, or in some part are funded by the government and or um, are required to like obviously take certain classes, whatever. Mm-hmm. And all doctors are usually required to just, just take like a 30 minute nutrition class. And in that nutrition class, they're like, milk. Like me, Why is milk stuff. such a big Thing. Because it makes so much money, and then they lobby into. Okay, we could get into that for years, but we're not going to. But long story short, Ooh. um, so milk corporations pay so much money into like these uh like training programs, whatever. So like a doctor will walk in. I just remember going into a doctor's office one time, and they're like, "So like, do you have like a, a, a cup of milk every day?" I was yeah. like, "Hello, no." Why I was like, we no, ma'am, all grew I up? I never will. Like cup of milk at dinner, like you need to drink like a cup a of milk, milk a day. Milk is like a, a, a class to like carcinogen or something like that. Okay, like, I that, think that about drinking a cup of milk now and I want to throw up. Yeah, me as well. Are you kidding me? I would. <laughs> but I used to like drink that. I would drink like whole milk. I, oh. Right. Cole's like, get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I obviously used to drink milk too, but I don't think I ever like drank it alone. Like I would only use it like in cereal or like in cooking things. Or, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, pastries or like stuff like that. But long story short it's just not healthy for you and i remember i was like i was like no and he was like well you need to for like calcium and i literally looked him in the eyes i was like okay well almond milk which you use like <laughs> five-year-old has... cold like almond milk <laughs> five girl no i was kidding. like I was, it was like sophomore year uh, or maybe junior year i was like well Ew. it has more calcium you than... you to drink milk as a junior no i know <laughs> well because you know like you're like 17 so you're still like a pediatric okay, but i was like uh almond milk has more calcium and i was like also like all leafy greens like kiwis i was just going through the list he was like oh yeah, yeah. i was like yeah i know what i'm talking about they only have to take a 30 minute course on nutrition mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure okay. for most for most of them that's a little concerning don't, don't take my word for it but i'm pretty sure um but yeah okay well and then um last thing on nutrition we're currently sitting on cole's couch <laughs> staring at his giant collection of kombucha bottles that's, not even it. that's the funny part yeah i know it's also, like so like, much bigger i have a box full of them over there and then i've just had to like start putting them on my counter because i literally have nowhere really okay i used to be obsessed also, with kombucha really sorry oh yeah literally like every time we go to whole foods Cole- Cole would be like, oh my god, like, a new flavor of kombucha. <laughs> I'm like, I don't keep up with this. But, like, I used to really like kombucha. I don't drink it anymore just because, like, I don't know why I don't buy it. I mean, I still like it. I just, like, don't mm-hmm. buy it as much anymore. But, like, when did you start really liking kombucha? The first time I ever had kombucha, the brand was Kavita. And I think it must have been sophomore year. So it was in that same journey of, like, going to Whole Foods yeah, a lot yeah, more. Yeah. Like, um, so it's like, I wasn't vegan. Well, it's not like you have to be vegan to drink kombucha. Kombucha is good and good for you, mm-hmm. regardless of your diet. But um, so the first one we had, it's, you can see it in the collection, the Kavita Master Brew Kombucha Pineapple Peach flavor. Oh, it's, that's it's, your first one. It was, it, first of all, that's wow. like one of my favorite um, flavors. That but sounds good. That was my first one, but I didn't know what I was doing. So I was like, shook it up. Then I opened it and exploded <gasps> all over my car. Oh, so no. long story short, if you never had kombucha and you want to try, do not shake it up. <laughs> also, <laughs> if I'm talking really fast and you can't understand me, oh, my he's apologies. A fast talker. Okay. Also, one time I was at Whole Foods and I got a kombucha and the lady was like, ID. And I was like, huh? And the ones with a black top yeah. <laughs> are alcoholic. And I didn't know that. And I, it was like a Sunday night. I was uh, like, I'm not trying to get like I'm not trying to like have a good time yeah. but i was like i was like what like she's like yeah um you can't buy that unless you're 21 <laughs> did you did she say that it was alcoholic kombucha or did you yeah just yeah oh, okay i didn't know but like okay so yeah pro- if you're going to buy kombucha don't get the ones with the black top unless you want that I or like know. the black bottles I see yeah black it's bottles. like black bottles or a black top but like i didn't know that was a thing alcoholic kombucha say, like alcoholic yeah <laughs> okay maybe like you're smarter than i am and you can read the I'm label little, uh, yeah LOL. anyway okay maybe anyway. Well, yeah. So that was the first kind I ever had. And it was really, it was, well, again, I shook it up. So that was embarrassing. But yeah, it was don't good. do that. So then the next one I tried was Health Aid brand Pink mm. Lady Apple. Ooh. I would, if that is, if if you Ooh, are just now really starting good. out, it mm-hmm. is, but I would say don't 
make that your first one because it literally tasted like straight up apple cider vinegar and I was struggling mm, to down it. Mm, and I was with my cousin, so I had to sing like, because I was like, oh my God, I love kombucha. And I was sitting there like, I was sitting there like crying in the backseat. I was like, <laughs> I love kombucha. But, but so, so I was like, oh my God, this is literally apple cider vinegar. This is disgusting. Never doing it again. But then you eventually like develop a taste for it. Yeah. So Have now ever... I'm like obsessed with it. I, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. How many kombuchas do you drink like a day or like a week? Um, well, uh, Sometimes it was like one a day, but if I haven't gone grocery shopping, like I haven't gone grocery shopping in a long time just because like I'm in for college and it's just an easier to get like a few things at a time and then just like, I don't know. But um, in the past, like once a day, but now it's been more like maybe three times a week. Mm. But it's really good for you because they're full of like probiotics. So yeah, it's good for your yeah, stomach yeah. health. Yeah, good for your digestive system. And I don't know. They also just taste really good. Um, Have you ever made your own kombucha? No. And I feel like that's just the scariest process. I've and I heard don't want to. so many stories of like people trying to make their own and then it like attracts bugs and then oh. they just get like a bug infestation in their house. Oh. I don't know. But then I also Do like they my have old. A lid on it? I don't know. But my old chemistry teacher said that she drove like four hours just to get the scope. The, the culture. The, kind of thing? Is it called SCOBY? Yeah, yeah. SCOBY. To just to get that. And I was like, wow, you must be really dedicated to your kombucha. Not I. Not I. The pig. My uh, friend's uh, grandmother, she lives in Louisiana and she makes like her own kombucha. That's so cute. Yeah, it seems really cool. Like it's yeah. like if in, in some world, if I could, like, yeah, it seems cool, but I just don't know if I could do it properly and it still tastes I feel good. like I'd mess it up and then get grossed out. Yeah, that's exactly what I feel. <laughs> but I mean, long story short, I just love kombucha and I love like trying different flavors just to see what yeah. they taste like. And I definitely think I have a problem with collecting things. I don't know if it's collecting things. I don't know. I just have a problem. <laughs> Literally just looking here, you can see a bunch of gemstones that I have. Candles. All of my candles, like millions of them. A bunch of reusable bags for no reason. My kombucha collection. Okay, I have like I just, a million perfumes. I've never noticed that. Yeah, like... I just, I'm a collector. Oh, then a bunch of essential oils. And I just, I don't know. Like, I, it's not like I'm using every single one of those candles. I don't know. I probably have a problem. But that <laughs> Diagnose <being> said, <laughs> Cole on the podcast. <laughs> what, is that a thing? Like a collector? It's not a hoarding because I don't really hoard. Um, I'm very organized and very clean. But I like, don't know. Sorry, I keep scratching everyone. So if you're hearing the noises of me scratching, I keep like slapping Cole trying to get him to stop. <laughs> Not behind the scenes, but yeah, um, I don't know what I'm doing. No, I don't feel like I normally do that. Whatever, regardless. So I like trying different flavors, and I don't know something about keeping the bottle. I think it's like I just want to know that like I've had that flavor. It's yeah, so yeah, pointless. Yeah. Like I also call. I literally under my sink, I have a bunch of like air fresheners all in different <laughs> and then I also have a bunch of hand soaps, and then also my shower. I literally just have like every single like every single scent of like the specific Cole is just brand. a big scent person yeah like I would bring right. food in the class and he'd be like can I smell that no literally my senior quote is can I smell that because I was always like hey can I smell that people are like uh, people who don't know you're gonna know. be like um no, look, I'm gonna get to college such... I'm like oh can I smell that they're like what <laughs> I was like, like it's such uh, a normal nothing. thing I'm like uh, nothing <laughs> yeah like we're so used to Cole and his... heart emoji I'm like can y'all come up and like tell everybody at school that like it's normal. Yeah, PSA. Or, hey guys, just yeah. want to say. I'm gonna like DM everybody on like Instagram, like, hey. hey. Oh. Why did we kind of harmonize? <laughs> hey. Oh. Oh. Okay. okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay. Next top. <laughs> next top. This one is so. This like. Oh my god. It's <laughs> not English. Yeah, I forgot. This podcast has been so chaotic. I kind of yeah. love it. Okay. Um. Okay. Yeah. The final topic I want to talk about is New York because. Cole will actually be attending NYU. So exciting. <laughs> Woo! Yay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's been a dream to go to NYU since like literally fifth grade. So like getting in and going is like its own. It just still doesn't feel real. And I feel like it's not going to feel real till I leave Monday. Yeah, I feel like Cole and I are very similar in that like we like have a city that we're so in love with. Like for you, it's New York. For me, it's Boston. And like it's crazy that we're both going to no, be in those places. I don't know. It's crazy. And it's crazy that we're only going to be like a four hour train ride. No, I know. I'm like, come visit me once this is all No, literally over, the second please. that I can. Like, I, like, he's I, like, hopping on no, a train. Like, some weekend, like 
Friday night. My yeah, last yeah, yeah. class ends at like 4.55. No, I'm not I'm even kidding. Train. We get in Boston. Boston. Yeah, okay. And then I can go to New York. No, oh my God. I haven't been to New York in so long. Are you kidding me? I don't me? know what the guest policy is right now, but I have an extra bed in my dorm. So, because it's, an, I'm in a suite right now. So it's intended for four people. So there's two rooms, each have two oh. beds. So now I have a suite mate who has his own room and I have my own room, but they're not taking the beds out, obviously. So, okay. I actually also have an extra bed. Um, I think we all have. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know like how strict Harvard's gonna no, be. No, that's the same. I don't know. Um, I'm like Emily's a student. What do you no, mean? yeah, yeah. I, I'm like racist. <laughs> um. So yeah, what are you gonna be studying at MRU? Um, from uh, am I throwing my life away? Maybe we'll cool. see. Cool. He always would make this joke. It's like, um, what was it? Oh, it was like you can like get me a graduation gift to like furnish my box in New York because I'll be living in a box. <laughs> I tell everybody, I'm like, when I say I'm on Broadway, I mean I'm living in a box on Broadway, B Street. That's so. kind of iconic, though. Living in a box? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. Um, you oh know, my okay, god. Cool. Sure. You just um, try to go fund me. Get me out the box. <laughs> not get me out the box. <laughs> so creative with the names. No, I know. But it's just like because obviously New York is really expensive, and then also like it's just so like I saw like um. I was about to say my friend. She's not my friend. Some girl who's on Broadway. I absolutely love her. Her name's Carrie Butler. She posted something one day on Instagram, and it was basically a statistic that found that, like, of all the people that go to New York for that intend to have an acting job, um, only 1% make it, like, make it make a paycheck from acting. God, that sucks. Yeah, 1%. It's, like, more rigorous than the Olympics. And I'm Jeez. sitting here, like, I'm like, what sets me apart? Nothing. Literally No, nothing. okay, no. So but you're very talented. What I'm hoping for, and I'm going to be honest, I'm going to get in a plane crash. I'm going to survive. I'm going to get so much sediment money that I don't have to work. <laughs> that way I can just, uh, you know, pursue acting career oh as, as, like, a fun side gig and not have to rely on that. Well, at least you have your future figured out. Some of us don't have it figured well, out. Figure it out. Figure it out. Crash, love. You gonna you gonna hide out the plane? Yeah, I got okay, you. I got you. I'd be like, oh, I need settlement money. They were like, so we actually found a podcast. Of this. <laughs> Literally, and I'm like, uh. minute like twenty four. <laughs> I'm like, not the timestamp. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So, so I would be pursuing a drama career. So like, I my goal is to end up on Broadway. Mm-hmm. That's so uh, awesome. And then like, aren't there like fifty people admitted per year? Yeah, that's awesome. So proud of you. Yeah, I remember Thank like. You. Well, I wasn't there with him when he opened his acceptance, but, like, he was also, like, in a show did that come, day. Did you come to the show that day or the next day? That day. Oh, that day. And then, like, he, I remember, like, I was, like, watching him on stage, and I was, like, so proud of him. I was, like, Aww. oh, my God. That's cool. Aww. That's my friend. Yeah. He's doing great. Yeah, I was also in the audience for that show because um, <laughs> I had my, my body double go up on stage. And I was, like, oh. Oh. You're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, that is very exciting. What are you, like, most excited for about New York and, like, college in general? I feel like New York is just such a bustling city and there's yeah. just so much to do. Like I've been three times in my, no, actually four times in my life. Mm. And um, I, there's still just so much that I haven't done and so much that yeah, I'm just so excited That's what I love here. about the city. Like, I feel like we're such big city people. Cole, stop scratching. Oh my God. I did it again. Um, <laughs> I did it again. Yeah, we're such big city people. And like, I don't know. I mean, especially when I'm younger, like I definitely want to live in the city. Maybe when I'm older, like go somewhere mm-hmm. else. But like, I don't know. I, I just love the city. It's Me just too. So exciting. There's always something to do. Yeah, no, exactly. And I feel like in Atlanta, I'm very thankful that I grew up in Atlanta because mm-hmm. I feel like it's a perfect balance between city, city and like then, not city. Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like we Especially live in where neighborhoods. We live. Right. right. We live in neighborhoods that's still within the city, defined mm-hmm. city of Atlanta. It's not like we live in the suburbs. We're not OTP. We're not at the perimeter, I promise. But um, we live yeah, in those neighborhoods and like we can have like, we can go on secluded walks, like live in neighborhoods, like whatever, whatever. Raise a family if you mm-hmm. need to. But then you can also, I'm like a 10 minute drive from the city. Yeah. Like, from the like, I you love know, that. like midtown downtown. Yeah. I love that. But the, in so New York, fun. that's one thing that scares me about New York. It's going to be very bustling. So not me saying bustling all the time. It's like very just active. So it's like, will I be able to escape the activeness? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm you so hide out in your dorm. The th- I think New York and Harvard are 
NYU and Harvard are similar and like you walk out of campus and you're immediately in the city yeah which is so cool I like, like no, I'm, I'm excited. so excited but like yeah it definitely will be a little chaotic but yeah I'm, I'm excited I'm looking forward to it yeah and like definitely we'll be visiting each other 100%. I'm so excited we still have four years so Miss Corona can't can't hold us back for that long watch yourself knock on some wood no I know knock on wood this better be over I don't know why but like in my mind this I'm will be over by semester. like this will be over like as soon as January 1st 2021 happens like corona will be like yeah she's like, gone oh good prank no i'm not even kidding like i don't know why i thought that like by summer this would be oh, over no yeah me too and then i thought that like oh, in we two are. weeks Here it'll we be over school. no literally i remember i did i distinctly remember when they first announced because um i uh if you're not if you're listening and you didn't go to north atlanta uh the way that ours was structured is like um they were like okay two weeks off then we'll just come back after the two weeks and i'm personally like i was so stressed stressed Oh my god, not the list. I was, <laughs> I was so stressed at that time. I was so ridiculously stressed, and I was like, okay, this two weeks is like perfect. Like this is what I need. Yeah. And then two weeks later, they're like, uh, uh, actually, we're gonna make it four weeks. And I was like, okay, like that's fine, because it kind of extended mm-hmm, into spring mm-hmm. break. So that four weeks was like, I was like, okay, that's like fine. And they're like, oh, the whole uh, school year. And I was like, what's yeah. Going no, on? I mean, I remember in the beginning, like most people were like, please cancel school, please cancel school, yeah. and we're like, we were we so excited. Yeah, day. and honestly, it was a nice break because. I don't know why we were so stressed out. Like it was second IAs semester, senior me. year. I guess like being an IB changes that. But like, yeah, we were so stressed out, and it was like, okay, good, two weeks off. And then they were like, all right, um, two more weeks. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, getting kind of bored at home. And then they were yeah. like, no senior year. And I was like, yeah. And then we anyway, they, like, yeah, and then no graduation. graduation. Oh, yeah, our graduation is like, not. I'm like kind of over it, but like, no, I think everyone is. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Um. Yeah. I don't know, but we're on to we're on to bigger things. Bigger and better things. Bigger and better things. Do you know like your roommates? Uh huh. Well, well, I only have one, and it's oh, like okay, a sweet okay. name. Um, but his name is it's spelled like J A E M A N something like that. So it's like I don't know how to properly pronounce mm-hmm. it. I think it's like Jamin, but I feel like that's not proper pronunciation. I don't know, but it's something of the sort, like mm-hmm. Jamin. Jaman, I literally have no idea. I'm gonna mm. be honest, but he seems really cool. Like we had conversations, and he's already out there. I was supposed to move in on the 19th, not anymore. I'm not mm. gonna get into that story, but I'm moving on the 31st or oh, the first now. That's such a big difference. Should I get into that story? Yeah. All right. Also, when do classes start? September 2nd. Okay, me too. I'm moving the day before. <laughs> that's start. so fun. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I was supposed to move in on the 19th. Well, okay. Here's what happened. So on like August 1st, I want to say, the governor of New York was like. LOL, any college students coming in have to quarantine for two weeks. And I was like, oh my God, that's so inconvenient. Because basically that extended my time from like leaving in a month to leaving in two weeks. And at that time I had not done any dorm shopping. There were so many people that I still needed to see and say goodbye to. So like, it was just very stressful for me. I was like, this is just, and um, it was just very stressful. And at that time I had planned to um, help my other friend, Emily, move into college in Portland, Oregon um, from the 15th through the 18th, right? Um, so I would have flown back on the 18th. And New York was saying now I have to move in on the 18th or the 19th. So I was like, that's very stressful. So I'm literally going to have to come back from Portland and immediately leave to go to New York. Oh, gosh. And I was like, that's yeah. just, it, it was just a huge major source of stress. So I was like, okay, like, I guess I'm going to have to do it. So I was emailing them trying to figure out other ways out of it. But like, literally, there was just literally nothing I could do. It's like, all right. So I just accepted it. I booked my slot for the 19th. And I just like, was like, all right, so I'm just have to get it all done. But then everything happens for a reason. Also, I believe we are energy creatures and manifesting really works that's just my two cents oh i agree but yeah so so mind you in my, but in my mindset i was like yeah okay i'm moving in on the 19th but in my mind i was like no like i'll still be moving in like on the 31st or the first right so like i never gave up that hope of like moving in later so a while ago about a month ago i got rear-ended 
Uh, it's oh, horrible. Yeah. yeah, heart emoji. But Jeez. so uh, in that rear end, I, I got like what's called a herniated disc. So oh my if god, you're... yeah, you got surgery yesterday. Yeah, are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. It's not. There's no like recovery period. I, I literally left. Did the you get anesthesia? Yeah. But were you? Was was it like full or like local? No idea. What's the difference? Like, were you like asleep or was it just like they just numbed one area of your body? Oh, I was asleep. Oh, okay. Like I had an IV and they said, "LOL, good night." Um, <laughs> I kind of remember though. I remember them sticking it in. I was like, "Ow." <laughs> But it, I don't know how to explain it. But so, oh my gosh. so if you don't know what a herniated disc is, your spine is made up of bones, and then uh, they're connected by discs. And uh, the doctor compared it to like a jelly donut, so it's like got like a malleable outside, and then inside is like a liquid. So when it's herniated, the liquid is like bulging out and hitting oh. a nerve, which causes pain. And I had two of those. Oh. So it's like yeah, so it's like non-invasive surgery. It's like a shot through the back. Um, and it's like a two-step process. Although they left me a voicemail saying schedule your next procedure. I was like, I beg your pardon. I need to call them anyway. You um, fly down just for that. Uh, it's whatever but okay, so, i don't want to say that i don't want to joke about that because that would suck yeah but. it would but so long story short um what was the point of this oh so um i got the first part of my surgery and i thought it was only going to be a one part surgery but then they were like okay no actually you need to schedule another appointment like we're gonna have to do this in like two rounds whatever and if they say three i'm literally i'm like i don't have any more time. anyway so um so i was like but they didn't have any more available appointments before i would have to move into nyu so i was like well here's my way out so i emailed nyu i was like hey y'all you gotta mm. get surgery and so for that reason i had to postpone That's it smart. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry that you got in a car accident and that you had to get yeah. surgery, but I'm proud of you yes. for, for things working out. Yeah, what can I say? Everything works for a reason. You were, like, manifesting, like, moving in later, and then God was like, all right. No, genuinely. <laughs> no, I'm so serious. Like, manifesting, I believe that's so Oh, hard. yeah, me too. I want to do, like, a whole other episode on, on yeah, that. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Um. Okay, I think that's going to be all for today. I had yeah. a lot of fun. Me as well. I... Before before we leave, I would like to apologize for a few things that may have impeded your journey through this podcast. If you heard scratching noises, <laughs> I kept trying apologies. to tell him to stop. I was like, slap. I got better. My apologies. Also, if I was sniffling a lot through this, also my apologies. Every time I go live on TikTok, everyone's always like, "Why are you sniffling so much?" I was like, oh, "Okay." Also, Cole is also famous on TikTok, and you guys probably think like all my friends are famous on TikTok, but like, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even call them. it that. I don't know. I don't do TikTok for fame. Like, it's not like I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah, I, no, yeah, I just do yeah. it because it's fun to me, yeah, and I like yeah. interacting with." People. No, I like that. Um, so I would like to apologize for that as well. Also, I'm a very, very fast speaker. So mm-hmm. if you were confused, good luck, Charlie. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> That will be the end of episode two. Um, next week, I will be in quarantine because yeah, 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 um, yeah. I have to quarantine for like 24 hours. Um, so I, oh, I will be alone nice. in my dorm. Um, so next week will be a solo podcast, which will be really fun. I'm not really sure what I'm going to talk about yet, but it's going to be super fun. Episode. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then the week after that, I think I'm going to try to do like a meet the sweet mate. So Amanda, if you're listening oh. to this, get ready. As Amanda, um, I'm very much ready. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, be on the lookout for next week's solo podcast. Thank you so much, Cole, for joining me for today. This was super fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, no I'm kidding. Um, no, thank you very much for inviting me to the show. Um, yeah, the and show. I'm moving in tomorrow, so this will be are the last time I, flying? I'm flying. So oh, this will I'm be flying. the last time that I see you for a while until Thanksgiving. So no, until I come visit. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like Cole. Just I'm like I should be able to just pretend you're like a student. No, but I am. I just got admitted. Okay, I'm proud of you. I'm a roll up with the like edited. I got rejected from Harvard. LOL. I think it's because I didn't know what I, they were like. So why do you like the theater program? I was like, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know you guys had one. Um, <laughs> but so for that yeah. reason. But w- regardless, I'm a roll up. My friend um, Eliana like edited my rejection. Oh, so that's so funny. I'm a like, what do you guys mean? Like, no, literally, literally they're like, so you're actually like not on our roll. You're like, actually, that's <laughs> probably like, a mistake. Right. I'm like, sorry, y'all like messed up. Sorry, yeah. I have a typo. You're like, yeah. uh, do you have student card? I'm like, 
Y'all had a typo for that one too. So yeah, um, Cole will be visiting me soon, so it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for joining me. And uh, thank, thank you, you to everyone who listens and is supporting. I okay, the last podcast had fifty plays, and I was oh, wow. really surprised. Okay. I was like, I genuinely thought like four people would listen to it, like me, my mom, my dad, and like Soleil. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> so listen to. You. I'm, I'm planning on listening to them on the drive up. Okay, nice. So thank you so much for listening, everyone, and uh, I hope you. Guys- oh my god, not the scratching <laughs> again. Scratch. I hope you guys stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye. Au revoir.